1: Welcome to Sigma Boost, this is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Jelena Maxwell, and we are joined right now by Jorge Arteaga and Emily May of right to be a globally recognized nonprofit working to eradicate harassment and discrimination in all its forms. And they have a new book called I've Got Your Back, the Indispensable Guide to Stopping Harassment When You See It. Jorge and Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank
2: you. Excited.
1: This is a this is a conversation that we have on the show a lot um, okay. you know because we're women so um, ish happens <laughs> and and we want we, we want to talk about those experiences and 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 we want to you know we want those experiences to lessen like we want the impact of each harassment experience to lessen and we want the overall quantity of harassment experiences to lessen and bystander intervention is such an important part of that so so I guess I'll 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 direct my first question to, to Emily How did this project come together? When did you guys decide that like, you know what the world needs? The world needs like an actual how-to guide for Mm -hmm. bystander intervention. It wasn't that long ago. We were at this thing really quick. Um, I think <laughs> what
0: what happened was was that we'd always done bystander intervention training at Right to Be. Um, but it was like, maybe we train like 5,000 people a year. So like 2019, we trained like 5,000 people. 2020, we trained like 25,000 people. We were like, all right, mm-hmm. that's cool. Like people really want this. Mm-hmm. And then 2021 hit and we trained A quarter of a million people all for free because that's our that's our model and we were like people need this this isn't just like want this people Mm -hmm. need this Mm -hmm. and we were like we need to figure out a way to lock it down so we can scale it for folks who you know maybe can't show up to a one hour training or want to go deeper than like a free one hour training we need to like lay it out so people can see it and then go out there and do it
3: Mm. i mean jorge one of the things that Um, I think a lot about, especially in the pandemic, I remember back in the beginning when we were first instructed to do what we now understand to be social distancing, where you Mm -hmm. sort of have to respect people's uh, physical space because of this airborne virus um, that we're all living through. Um, And I was like, oh, this is going to be good because you're sort of resetting, um, you know, the way people even think about consent to touch or come near me or like, my personal space and dignity is like respected in a different way because of the context of COVID, which I was like, maybe this can change things. It didn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't, (laughs) um, it didn't at all. Um, everybody forgot about social distancing real quick, um, just as much as masks. Um, and I feel sad about that. Um, do you think that this is sort of a unique moment and in a, in a good moment, um, for this type of, um by these types of bystander tips because people i mean maybe they aren't necessarily abiding by all of the strict social distancing rules but at least they're thinking about the ways in which um you know they're engaging with other people or going near other people and then also i think we're also thinking about how we are um how we're interacting with one another, how what we're doing to protect one another, or not—these um, are all things we're thinking about in the context of COVID. Does that make it easier um, to communicate this kind of message and these type of bystander intervention tips?
2: I, you know, I believe <clears throat> I believe a couple of things. I think to some extent it it does make it easier, only because. Um, exactly what you said folks are a little more tuned in aware I think we got a chance to kind of um, you know after being in lockdown at the beginning of the pandemic and then coming out of that we really got I think we got a chance to reimagine how we wanted to take up spaces um, what was happening in those spaces how we show up into them I think the other piece is like people were paying more attention and so I think in paying more attention and then folks also feeling empowered um, to share their messages, um, to share their experiences via documentation, on social media, um, with that aspect of people paying more attention, it did, uh, it created like a sense of like urgency, like we have to step into this, we have to step in now, when we see folks being harassed, we need to do something. And so there was, I think, that combination that did uh, make it, not just easier but just made it more aware like close to home people Mm -hmm. saw like I need to do something you know
1: so so let's get into like what we need to do you you actually you have this laid out this is like a guide there you have the five d's of bystander intervention so so teach us your methodology like let's 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 train the serious progress listeners this morning in bystander intervention Mm -hmm. let's do it all right let's do it all right so we got five
0: of them so i'm going to quickly go through what they what they are and then we'll go a little bit deeper first one is distract then we got delegate we got document we got delay and then we got direct all right Mm -hmm. so number one distract Distract is creating a distraction to de-escalate the situation. So that could be something like dropping your coffee cup on the train because then everybody's paying attention to not getting wet, right? It could also be something like starting a conversation with the person being harassed with the intention of really building safe space there, right? And it can be about something random, like, hey, can you give me directions? Or, um, you know, gosh, you look familiar. Like, do I know you from somewhere? Mm any of those type of things help to build safe space, and then they starve the person doing the harassing of the attention that
1: they were looking for in that mm. dynamic.
2: Then mm. we have, uh, yeah, sorry.
1: No, I think that's a really important. I, I remember a friend who was dealing with um, a domestic dispute next door, and and she called a friend who worked in that in social services to be like, "What do I do? I don't want to call the cops." And she said go over and ask if you can borrow a cup of sugar the next time you hear something. And I was like, whoa, that is not like that. It's a distraction. And that's so smart. It's so smart.
0: It makes people love it. Because they can disrupt the violence without having to like get up in the middle of it. Right. I I would say above and beyond people love distract like more than they love
3: anything. Any any other, (laughs) any
0: other.
1: All right. What are the uh, the other ones? Are they
0: not The other ones are always, like distract doesn't always work. So you gotta have some like tricks in your back pocket.
2: Yeah um we have delegate and so delegate is about you know finding someone else to help you uh typically you know we tell folks when folks are thinking about delegate they automatically think about um authority law enforcement police officers and actually that's not the first place we're telling you to start um because you know by going to law enforcement first Typically, you're putting folks, uh, especially folks who um, have had bad experience, poor experiences with law enforcement, bad experiences with law enforcement, typically historically marginalized communities, we all know this, um, you put them at an increased risk because you don't know um, how that interaction is gonna show up, uh, how it's gonna turn out. So when we say delegate, we're really talking about looking at the people in your environment, um, who's around you that could potentially Uh, uh, pitch in have your back if things go south Um, you know how do you leverage someone Uh, you go up to your waitress if you're at a restaurant Um, on the sidewalk if you're in the street hey can you go and get someone to help while you know I try to intervene or I take a a photo or video of what's going on you know Um, and I think the other part uh, when we're talking about workplaces because our book does cover uh, online space, public spaces, workplaces, uh, there's some nuances that you want to follow, right? So like the way we would use delegate in public spaces is slightly different at work because at work there's, you know, uh, policies, there's like HR that, that might be involved, right? So you think about how to use those resources when you're online um, in an online setting, thinking about like potentially reporting to platforms where you've experienced the uh, um, harassment, delegating it to them to do something about it. So really thinking about, you know, what what space you're in and and, and how you want to use that.
1: Who's around you and what tools you have. I like it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, find your friends. Um, all right, number three, document. So this one is is different than most people think it is. Most people think it is document the harassment, throw it up on social media, wait for it to go viral, everybody to pay attention to it and realize how messed up this is. Mm -hmm. That's not actually what we recommend because the focus of bystander intervention is about taking care of the person being harassed. So if you're going to document, first, we want to make sure that you're doing something to support them or somebody else is doing something to support them or stop the harassment first. But second, we want you to take that footage and then give it to them. Give them the power to take it To media to throw it up on their social to be like look what happened to me because ultimately you have a story of their trauma Mm. and you want to put them in the driver's seat of how they want to manage their own trauma to kickstart that healing process
1: Mm. i hadn't i had not heard it laid out that way in terms of in terms of like the ownership of the event right and I feel like that was like that was the thing that was so powerful about me too was people explaining their own like hmm. no one's pointing out what's going on to other people everybody was just saying what had happened to them and and this is hmm. yeah okay all right I'm already learning stuff this is awesome
2: <laughs> Delay have, and <laughs> uh, Yeah we then have um delay and so delay is really about um waiting for that moment um of harassment to pass uh, to check in with the person and see what's going on. You know, sometimes uh, when we see harassment occur in, you know, in, in in public, for example, like sometimes it happens so quick you don't even have a moment to process, and like check in with the person oftentimes you might find yourself second guessing like should I say something should I say mm-hmm. this person? okay by the time you determine that like the whole thing is gone um uh, like you know so what we've we've done research with uh Cornell University that showed that even as little as like a knowing glance um mm-hmm. like significantly reduces the trauma that someone experiences wow. uh, when 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 they experience harassment and like so folks are actually further traumatized when you don't step in to do anything um, because it's like, I'm alone, right? Like no mm-hmm. one, everyone saw this, no one did anything about it. So it's really about... Showing that person some care. It's about saying, hey, are you okay? I saw what happened. Validate their experience. Because, you know, one of the things that can happen to us is when these things happen and other folks don't acknowledge. Like, I walk through the world as a big bodied Afro Latino male. And so, you know, there's been times where I'm on the train or walking down the street and I've been called uh, fat, whatever. And I'm, you know, like, did that really happen? And the fact that no one around you acknowledges that it kind of, you start gaslighting, you feel like gaslit a little bit, like your reality is, mm. is distorted or like maybe it's okay, or mm-hmm. this is not a big deal where, guess what? It is a big deal. You shouldn't have to worry about experiencing any type of harm because of your identity, you know? That's so true. really taking the time to check in with people means, I think a lot the most. And what I like about the lay is that I feel like anyone can do it, right? Like yeah. uh, putting yourself in the moment, if you feel like you don't have context, Uh, you're afraid because of your identity, you you you're still showing some form of support and solidarity with that person by checking in with them.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: it pairs well with other stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. So document it, go up to them, give them that footage and check in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Man, Um,
3: it was sort of help been so helpful to have. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, one last one. We got we got direct. Okay. So direct. For those of you out there that are like, this is for me, because I'm going to tell these people off. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's this not is for me. <laughs> that's not what you're going to do. Cause when you oh, tell people it. off, <laughs> here's, here's the trick to it. I know it's tempting. I've also, okay. I've also right. done some damage in this direction, but um, you're kind of making it about you. And, mm. and what you want to do is you want to clearly set the boundary Step away from him. That's inappropriate. Like you need to go over there, whatever it is, right? Set that boundary with the person doing the harassing. And then you want to turn your attention to the person being harassed and take care of them in that dynamic. Because what can happen is you're over there, you're like, well, screw this person. I'm going to go over here and tell them off. But then all of a sudden you're in an escalation, a back and forth with the person doing the harassment, which first of all, right, is it creates some level of like danger or risk for you, mm-hmm. which we don't want. Mm-hmm. But second of all, it is then all of a sudden like, like becoming scarier. Like now I don't just have one escalate a person on my hand. I got two escalated right, people right, on my hand right, right. and nobody's paying any attention to me or taking care of me. Right? <laughs> so you want to like set that boundary, and then and then turn and then turn your attention, mm-hmm. um, move that energy away. Do not get in that back and forth. Do not let it escalate. I have tried my entire life, every single time I get harassed to like turn it into some teachable moment for the person doing the harassment. And I will be on the front lines of telling you, it is not the right moment to be. <laughs> no, nope, it's nope. not an educational learning opportunity nope. moment. We need to hit those moments in kindergarten, not when they're. <laughs> <an> out- <laughs> out-
3: <laughs> no, it's so true. And I I think also, um, you know, the, the lack of um, being receptive in that moment i mean it's 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 so true that like telling people off in that moment it might make you feel good but there's no nothing productive ever comes from those interactions (laughs) i i i I also can attest that one of the things also that happens um in in street harassment is or or any type of harassment in public spaces in particular is sort of the like tag team harassment so Mm. what what do you? How do you navigate? And and maybe you're combining some of these some of your D's. Um, but one of the things that I've experienced personally, but also I know this is universal, is this phenomenon where you're harassed by one person, and you're sort of like in you know you sort of change your path and to avoid that right to avoid that harassment, and another man blocks your path. And puts you in direct like collision with the first harassment. Why don't you want to
1: talk to him? Go talk like, to buddy- him. He's trying to talk they're to you. buddying
3: the harassment. They don't even know each other necessarily. This happens mm. in New York a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um it's one of the things that I don't miss. Uh in fact. Um mm. but when you're when you're sort of you feel like it there's a group. Like there's a there's either two or more men who know each other or don't that are doing the harassing like do the bystander intervention tips change? And do you combine maybe two of your D's or three of your D's um, in order to navigate a situation like that? Because that's different than just one harasser.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you, Zerlina. We're, we're based in Brooklyn too. Um, The thing is, is like as a bystander, you're watching that happen to someone. You are gonna, your safety assessment is gonna shift is really where it lands, right? Now I not only have one person, I've got two people, they are physically blocking this person on the street, not just saying something nasty, Mm. right? So that is where your safety assessment assessment shifts. And, And you may decide that you don't feel safe intervening. You may decide that you only feel safe delegating it to somebody else. Or that you only feel safe documenting it, or that you only feel safe, you know, checking in with her after it's over. Um, I think if it was me, like my go to response in that situation as, you know, a woman, right? Because there's nothing saying that I'm not gonna go in there and then they're gonna be like, oh, right, remember gonna house, you two, we got two, we got two. To <laughs> know. <laughs> um, you know, that my go to response, I think, in that situation would be to uh, not to full on delegate it but to find a buddy, Mm
2: -hmm. be like, all right,
0: you got a buddy. I'm going to go find this Mm -hmm. like random human standing on the corner over here Mm -hmm. to be my buddy. Right. Right. And, 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 and go in that way and be like, all right, like, can you say something to him? I'm going to document I'm going to document this. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever it is, like come up with like a really quick plan, like Mm -hmm. using those, those D's or like you say something to him and I'm going to check in on her and make sure she's okay. And like, she can go along her merry way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, and that to me makes me feel a lot safer. And in my experience, when I like find the, the street rando to intervene, this, the street rando is here for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like, yeah, I want to help. I just don't have a clue how. Like, I'm not, you know, like an expert on bystander intervention. You are, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not an expert in like, you know, being really intimidating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love this so much. I, I had a, a, a really close family member a long time ago who saw a kid getting harassed by a bunch of people on a subway car. It was late at night. He was the only other one. Obviously, can't dive in with like four guys on this one kid. So he stood up with his grocery bag, ripped the grocery bag open, and went, "Look, free fruit!" And like everyone scattered. And now I understand that was an excellent distraction technique. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excellent distraction (laughs) technique. (laughs) I wish. I wish
0: like the world was like filled. I wish every single time. Somebody got harassed. It was just like free fruit, like free fell.
1: Fruit. From <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like it was the weirdest thing. All the guys scattered. They all went after the oranges. Like kicked that off the train. Like it was, it was the strangest encounter ever and that stuck
2: with me for the 15 years that i've known this story oh, so and now funny. i have a place to contextualize so it funny. yeah you know, we, we we say we say um you know to keep emily says keep a a, a pouch full of um some uh bystander intervention coins <laughs> oh, So yeah you know you want to keep some coins and anytime you need to make a distraction just like you oh. know, Oh, yeah, all those pennies. All yeah. those money.
0: pennies. How they have a purpose. Everyone even if people don't want your pennies, they will scramble to help you pick them up because yeah.
3: we
1: just intuitively think like oh.
3: hey, Fam, thank
1: short. you guys so much for all of these real world <laughs> tips. Like this has just been wildly helpful. Jorge yeah. Arteaga and Emily May. I wish we had another 20 minutes with you. But we have your book. It's I've got your back, the indispensable guide to stopping harassment when you see it. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank
0: you all. It's been thank awesome. awesome.
1: We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.